Good morning and top of the morning to you or whatever time of the day it is in your podcast land. But today, as I go out into the world, I am reminded that I will not be held back by the fear of mistakes, the fear of not being perfect. I will strive to possess the courage to turn my mistakes into strength and take on the wrath and the wisdom to absorb the awareness gained. Now let's go make it a fantastic day. It's time to play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. Friday, Friday, Friday show, folks. It is Friday here at the Crude Life, and it's the Play Hard, Work Hard morning show powered by the Crude Life. Sterling, how are you doing today? Great Freaky Friday, man. I am loving it. Freaky Friday. Yeah, any Friday. By the freaky. way, next month, Friday the 13th. Is it really? It is. It is. Right, I'll get my hockey mask. And the reason I know this is because on Friday the 13th in August, I will be co-emceeing... The Ribfest, Best of the West Ribfest out in Watford City, the heart of the Bakken, with special guest Winona Judd. Man, that is, you get to introduce Winona Judd? I'm not sure if I'm going to be introducing Winona Judd. But you're going to be on the stage. Uh, well, there's going to be two stages. Okay. Two stages. There's going to be the big main stage, mm-hmm. which they don't let anybody on until right. like 4 o'clock. Okay. That's for the, the really good And then people. there's the, the side stage where there's going to be me and the other activities and the that fun sort stuff. of thing. So, um, well, there's... Uh, Jesse Veter, who's mm-hmm. a musician. Okay, well, she's. I think she's going to be the main MC, from yes. my understanding. But she's going to be so busy doing everything else that um, I'm going to be helping out a little bit. Nice. And, and uh, yeah, and Get so some good food. Right. Well, you know, it's it's people are busy right now. Yeah. Well, well it's that the, the end world of summer, is man. picking. Well, there's more to it than that. <laughs> the PPP money's kicking in now is in it? terms of. Well, think about it. People got their first dose, mm-hmm. okay, and they didn't. They, in some cases, didn't have to pay it back, right? And then they went and got another dose. Well, that they got to pay back, but that got deferred for a year. Oh, that's right. So we're coming up now uh, this month, next month, mm-hmm. more next month, September and October. That's the year. Have you paid your dues, Jason? So, so they're gonna. Well, no. Remember, I didn't get any. I know COVID money, so <laughs> I don't have any dues coming up. But so what's happening now? Is I'm people glad now. no no people just spent a year trying to put on business mm-hmm. and a lot of people didn't put on business no because the market is still well COVID and are we going to have the Olympics and is the NFL going to happen because now everybody doesn't want a vaccine and coaches want it and Ezekiel Elliott said eh, do what you want to do kumbaya <laughs> kumbaya I mean all kind of, well it's sports 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 right. it's Friday man yeah. so we got to yeah, talk, a little, talk a little sports here well the Olympics they've even talking about uh, uh, canceling that I hear two things when I see the Olympics on the news they're either going to cancel it maybe at the last minute or they're firing somebody that was intimately involved with the Olympics because of child pornography or some other kind of so stuff. folks you can go whatever direction you want with that and i'm going to transition out of this conversation because <laughs> hey man when it comes to religion sexuality and health i'm a little old school on that mind your own business damn it That's please right. and thank you yep so we're going to leave it at that 
when it comes to these sort of vaccine talks and uh, everything else. But uh, th- yeah, really, we don't need to add any more to that discussion. No, really, it's especially on a Friday yeah. when we're trying to have some fun. Mm-hmm. And but I will point out this just in one last dose that there are a lot of real problems happening in the world out there. So it is amazing to see the media focus on uh, Jeff Bezos and his giant spaceship slong. The penis mobile? Yeah, the penis rocket. Gary and Ace's rocket yeah. from Saturday Night Live? I, I was astounded so by that thing. What, what, first of all, what is amazing is that the, the carbon footprint that was released on a rocket joyride, mm-hmm. a Gary and Ace's relived the penis rocket joyride. I think it was from, in 11 minutes in space. Can, the the right. 90s were my heyday, can yeah. you tell? <laughs> Word. Word. <laughs> G money. That's right, man. So at any point, uh, it's. I was reading that uh, just Bezos's rocket, because mm-hmm. he did his, right? Yeah. Was like three... African countries combined worth like, of like carbon a, a year's worth of carbon I don't out of like three kind of not third world not first world kind of the tweener countries but they had cities did you see what that guy did when he came back I did Earth? not what okay. did he do first he gave a hundred million dollars to Van Jones then he gave another who's Van Jones uh, the guy with the vans no the shoes the Look shoe company no, no no they don't need their money he gave 200 million dollars to charity which turn, charity? Though. No, no. He gave it to people to give to charity. Okay, right? that's Van Jones and some other guy. Then he turns around and he thanks all of his employees and all of his customers for financing his trip to space. Well, that's a little creepy. That's that's billionaire problems right there. That's man. a little I, I weird, can't man. Even yeah, Master was kind today. That that was that's almost like when uh, AOC and what's her name, uh, Alexandra. Mm-hmm. Octavio Cortez? No, Acasio. Acasio. Okay, thank you. Honest to God, because I don't get her press releases, you know, all I ever see is AOC. I never, like, see her name ever. Yeah, she's just becoming an acronym. Totally. And so, anyway, uh, I I did read a story about how she was um, talking to a homeless man and basically praising him for not paying rent to billion evil billionaires <laughs> and the dude's homeless i mean and i thought boy I, my son and i had to talk about this where we're, we're we're getting to a point where there's a certain level of leadership that is really far removed oh it's not even leadership man it's like it's like somebody watched tv to figure out how to be a leader and they only could watch the office right i mean that's what leadership is right now we are kind of living in an office leadership, aren't we? Well, and everybody's got their persona. I mean, whether it's online or it's in politics or it's in business, you wear a face, right? You wear a certain face. And yeah. so like, well, I let's just, see, what do we got? We got, we got the work face, the work face. Okay. You got the home face, the dad face. You got the alone in the garage face. Yeah. Okay. That's my favorite face. My, mine too. <laughs> uh, and then you've got your Facebook face. Yeah. yeah. You got your LinkedIn face. Yeah. You and got those your are always sunshine and rainbows. Instagram face. You got that? you got your go to the uh, gala face. Yeah, you have your I'm going to the ball game. Fa- I mean, most people are wearing probably a dozen different faces right now mm-hmm. on a regular basis. That's why it's nice with something like this barbecue or something like that, or the one you went to the a couple weeks ago, where you know it's like you can just go and be and have fun, listen to music, eat some good food. Speaking of my face, <laughs> let's talk more about your Wait, face. Speaking about uh, yeah, I did want to mention my pillow. That's where I got my face from. My pillow. Yes. How's the oh. pillow treating you, man? Now I don't do very many testimonials. 
Yeah, and you can go back and look at my 10-year career. I don't think you ever have. On doing the crude life. Oh, I've done a couple. Have Chewy really? Paws. Chewy Paws. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but, was, the, but, I mean, that, you haven't ever talked about anything or tried to pitch anything you don't actually use. Very rare anything in the industry yeah. do I pitch. I'm really an energy group. I've, I've uh, been pretty, pretty vocal about Mm-hmm. But but they were a sponsor for a while too. But then after you know the, the sponsorship ran out, I'm still one of their biggest cheerleaders because they walk the walk. Yeah, you like their you know? stuff. Well, they were re- they're a real company. And my pillow too, you know. And and we've talked before about some of the politics involved with the owner. And we don't care. We're a non political program here because quite honestly. It's a quality product, and not only that, it's actually doing a lot to reduce on the environmental footprint out there because you don't have to replace your pillow as often because it's such a quality pillow. It's not quite a lifetime pillow, maybe, but it is darn near close. Well, I'll tell you the, the ones I've talked to, the ones we have at the cabin. I mean, they're just for the cabin, right? But we—they've been ten years now. These my pillow people are coming out of the closet now that I know <laughs> that I've got now that they know I've got a my pillow. Here, here's what I did, folks. Okay, here's how confident I am with this my pillow thing. That I believe that this. So first of all, what did it for me? Not only does is it my son's promo code Otis. You know, I've won awards and newspaper and national awards in the magazine and radio and no big deal but i get a promo code now i've made it now i've made it my son is texting his friend my dad got a promo code so you figured you cracked how to impress a teenager uh, yeah yep i can't even believe my it. pillows so and this i mean even when i buy them it's things, the promo code though it was it's, a, it's that it's the promo code well, because that puts you on an influencer level that's what the youtubers have right and the twitch people yeah that's what twitch people that's what his people have right so he understands that language that's funny. Here's how confident I am with this my pillow. I bought one for my ex. Wow. Otis's mother. I bought a my pillow for. That was nice of you. And she doesn't like anything. Does she like this? Oh, even during our good years? Uh-huh. Do you remember that scene in the office when uh Oh, uh, what's his, the, the, the interns, not the interns, but uh, the new guys were on there, the okay. new, new Dwight, and they sick him up with Jan. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I don't know uh, what age a woman reaches her sexual prime, but it was whatever Jan, whatever <laughs> age Jan was last week for about a week. And she certainly found something wrong with every hotel room we were in. <laughs> like just pointing out everything wrong with everything hotel. And I'm like, oh, been there, buddy. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to see what she thinks about the MyPillow. Okay, yeah, well, that'll be a true test, that's right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but the, the Frackleberry Hound, folks, just so you know, and yes, they are a sponsor of this program, but, but when she I... loves this thing. The, the, the bed, the dog bed, mm-hmm. wow, that is all she uses now. That's all yeah, she's she She's laying uses. on it right now. All right, what else do we got to talk about here? Well, we've got some events coming up. We mentioned RibFest, August 13th. Oh, by the way... Ribs. This weekend, I'm going to head down to Fergus Falls, Minnesota, in Ottertail. County seat. Because Mad Dog and Mural, the barbecue show, yep. they're going to be there, not filming a television show, but they're going to be there doing a, kind of their 
public and and uh, they've got spices and rubs yeah. and that sort of stuff and sort of informational barbecue yeah it's going to be kind of a meet and greet and yeah. that sort of thing meet. so I'm, i think i'm gonna head down <laughs> nice. there yeah i'm gonna head down there i saw and, him um, setting up uh, the other day oh no kidding yeah i was through fergus falls on a job and i saw the fairgrounds starting to go up so yeah that's uh, their big uh, ferris wheels and yeah. uh, funnel cake it's their big uh, F- county fair dogs otter tail county fair that's what yep. it is the east Home. thousands of people will be there probably oh, ten thousand yeah. people I'm fergus sure. falls and perham draw pretty big numbers when they do that that's true that's true because they got a college there mm-hmm. and fergus but uh they're also only an hour and a half from minneapolis uh two hours yeah maybe. about two okay. hours but yeah i mean they're kind of central located in the lakes area for sure but you definitely get some people there anyway so i'm gonna head down there this weekend because mad dog and mural is going to be 134 radio, uh television stations by the way wow. their, their television show is on 134 television stations including north dakota wyoming texas south dakota all kinds of we all need to get the their place. agent i know i did talk to him i was like really impressed with him so how'd you do that guys well, they bust their butt, man. They drive all over the country. Just Work. like, well, they, they do what we do, but they do it successfully. <laughs> okay? So I'm going to go down there and see if I can reverse engineer some of their tricks. Right. Okay? Because, oh, that's another thing. Oh, have you, got, have you read the email stack on the reverse engineer people out oh, there? Oh, boy. Whew! You'll get to those later, man. But anyway, <laughs> uh, in August 13th out at RibFest, they're going to be filming an episode out there at the rib fest so folks if if you want to head out there you got a good chance of being on tv be on tv well sure i mean they're really engaging with the crowd you know oh they're folksy you know they're folksy they're they're more goofy than guy fieri i wonder if we'll see maybe a johnny green sighting out there possibly the belt maybe this weekend all right we'll see how that goes so (laughs) also we do want to mention one of our sponsors great american mining you know with the bitcoin Mm -hmm. uh they sent me a little clip where there was a call, you know, some kind of Zoom call that's televised, right. you know? Like an investor call or something? So, I don't know what it was. Somebody was moderating it and there was a couple other Brady Bunch people on there, but one of them was <laughs> Elon Musk. Oh. And a person on the panel brought up Great American Mining to mm-hmm. Elon Musk to let him know about Great American Mining's work on the ESG movement nice. in the oil and gas sector with the Bitcoin. And the Great American Mining. So uh, kudos out there to well, Great American Mining. I just Mining. read today, and Elon Musk is like that uh, on-again, off-again high school boyfriend or girlfriend. But now he's warming up again to Bitcoin. So Bitcoin might be accepted again for Tesla. I just read, though, that it dropped to like 30000 Yeah, it's going up. And, well, there's, there's too much cash in the marketplace right yeah, now. Yeah. There's too much cash well, right now. And when you have somebody like Musk that can just open his yap, and drive the market down on what is it, Dogecoin or any of those yeah. other ones? Doggy coin. Do- I still think. Do- Come on, D O G E coin. No, I like Doggy coin dog. better. I like Doggy coin what better. What the hell is do- Dogecoin? Come well, on. Well, if it's if I, I'm going to say Dogecoin, I'm just going to say douche coin. I was just going to douche. Man. I'm going to douche coin. Not even stop calling it good because yep. you know, <laughs> hey, coin. <laughs> the apple doesn't fall far from the douche. Surprise! Coin. There's not a bro coin out there yet. You know, a brosive currency. I think that's what. <laughs> douche coin is i'm fairly certain of that so all right what else do we got happening here um you know i you know what i'm finding myself in by the way hmm. i find myself in a lot of these climate and energy discussions Uh oh but they're more they become arguments yeah very quickly it's not discussion anymore man no. it's, just, it's it's sports shouting but when you get beyond that when when you get kind of you take a step back and you realize you're in you're in a 
argument. You're not in a discussion. You're in an argument right out of the gate. Yeah, which there now has to be a winner and a loser. Right, exactly. Right, right, right. It's not competitive. Exactly. It's, it's, it's not a discussion. It's a all or nothing. What What just gets me is that what we're arguing about is the future. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen people so passionate about knowing the future, yet they will sit and dog the fortune teller or the mm. magic eight ball. Right. But they're better. Yeah. Wait, what, I mean, the arrogance that people are at now is beyond Dude, we're living, the chart. We're, there's like a bell curve diagram type of thing I've seen where we're, we're living in the moment right now with 100% confidence and 100% ignorance right in line with each other, right? So you got it, we got all the information out there. Everybody thinks they're an expert. Oh, my God. Are you telling me we're at when First Avenue North intersects with First Avenue North? Yeah. We're at the Nexus? Yeah, we're at the Uh-oh. Nexus, where they're both one ways the wrong way. Well, <laughs> okay. So here's, uh, here's a new one for you. Okay. Speaking you about the Nexus of the knock, universe. Is a knock-knock joke or what? No, I got my list of you know things I wanted to get and to And it is here. a real list, folks. He actually uses paper and pen. Right, I just uh, paper. <laughs> it's so retro. It is. It's I awesome. know. Whoa, what is this? Nah, paper? It's, it's like your little journal, man. You know. So here's a new one for you. So you know, we we're just talking about the nexus of the universe. Things mm-hmm. are ignorance, and what was that? The ignorance and, and confidence. Yeah. Or, yeah. Hundred percent ignorance. Hundred percent confidence. It's what horse shit meets bullshit. Is that yeah. where we're at? Okay. It really is. It's nine pounds of BS in a ten pound bag, or vice versa. Tinder date for you. No, you ready for it? You want to hear another Tinder date? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, met one out for coffee. Okay. Not drinks. Just coffee. coffee. All right. Went to uh, one of the coffee establishments where, you know, the baristas are very, um, you know, all walks of life. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them are inked up and, you know, pierced up and yep. just all kinds of different things. Very few are the, the white collared bow tie in and out employee. Yeah. Right? Yep. So... It dawned on me about five, ten minutes into this coffee date with this <laughs> 28-year-old smoke show. 28? You, you mad dog. Thank you. I'm not quite sure you're going to continue with that, but <laughs> once you find out what my role okay, in this was. Okay, well, it was, was good so far. Well, I noticed that she kept looking over at one of the baristas, mm-hmm. and I kept noticing one of the baristas kept looking back at her. Okay. Was it a guy barista? No, it was a girl okay. barista. Okay. This this story's getting better every minute. It became very clear to me Uh they were dating. They were a couple. Were you there to make jealous? I was the dude brought in to make the lesbian couple jealous. How does that work? What am I called? Actually, I'm not a beard. You're not a beard. No, I just was like, it was such a a weird. (laughs) I I felt cool. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Yeah, it's nice to be used that way. Thank you. It's a new way to be used. I've yet to be used in this way. Check it off. How am I going to get used? (laughs) Bucket list. (laughs) Screw me over. Written on my forehead one more time. You know, but that was a new one for me. Like, oh. So um, I'm just, okay, so because uh, one of my pictures on the Tinder account, I've, I'm shirtless, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm on the paddleboard. Yeah. So I, I do get some occasional, hey, how are you? Ooh, hey. Yeah, shocking. And so when it's a smoke show, hey, I'll meet you for coffee. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. You think she just looked for, here's a hot dude that's believable enough that my partner might think I'm going straight. She did say that, you know, she was a bisexual and looking at getting out of being a bisexual. And that's what led me to believe that, getting oh, you, you, you are dating this girl that is evil, evil eye staring me. Yeah, right. That was all pleasant when I got my coffee uh-huh. and now she's ready to pour hot coffee over my head. Yeah, I wouldn't go back there. Here I am with, oh, no, <laughs> right. no. It might get strict. I was going to say, if you're Americano. lucky, you'll just get boiling coffee. <laughs> Coffee, not poison coffee. <laughs> so anyway, I was kind of happy because I was finding myself getting bored. You know, when I get bored, I start acting right. out sitcoms in my life, you know, and the people playing the roles have no idea they're playing the roles. Okay. They got well, like subtitles over their heads. Oh, no, yeah. You know, you, you, you go Inner monologue like you, Wonder Years. You go somewhere and pretty soon you just start messing with them mm-hmm. and they don't know you're messing with them. And well, they don't know you. I mean, right. it's Tinder. Right? A little bit of Andy Kaufman style to it, you know, that sort of thing. Yes. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so I'm glad the Tinder date happened because that perked my interest enough to keep my mind occupied to be like, okay, wh- wh- what What am I in that? Like, is there a word for me in that? Like, like I said, we all know what the beard is. Right, yeah. But what is the male version of that? I don't know what you would even call that. You know, and, and to be a, a vengeful one. Yeah, you're like a jacket. I mean, you're you're basically a. a I'm a pawn. A, you're a pawn. Yeah, you're some sort of appliance or tool, which in the right circumstance could be great. I think tool might be it. I think so because there you should change your profile. Let me be your tool. Every which way you look at it. I am a tool. Yes, I do like that. Oh, God, it's definitely Friday. Oh, well, you know, I thought we'd have a little bit of fun. You know, we've got some events and emails, of course, we need to get to. Uh, obviously, the one stack that, um, you know, boy, your, your eyes are going to get really big. There. Defined by defection, you're going to see that stack because, boy, are the emails coming in. Are they juicy? Juicy. Are they juicy? <laughs> Studio at... The crude life. Yeah, send us some love or hate or you know Studio at funny the crude pictures life. Or or interview idea, whatever yeah, it might yeah. be. Oh yeah, ESGU. We're getting ready for mm-hmm. that coming out in September. Now we're going to be a fully accredited ESUU, right? ESGU. Absolutely. Okay. In fact, can I make um, up the diplomas? We're, we're going to be doing uh, an ESGU presentation. Okay. In August. Nice. Oh, yeah. Before before we go live, you know, with the weekly podcast mm-hmm. within a podcast on the radio. Oh, it's confusing. It's like nesting dolls. It just flows off the tongue. Yeah, it does. Podcast within a podcast. But, but it's a nesting doll within a bababushka. Why is it called a pod? Keep us busy. I guess. iPod. I guess. I guess. Uh, you probably was, actually. You would have listened to it on your iPod. Boy, did Apple take the market that quickly and become the Xerox wow. of podcasts? Is that an acronym? <laughs> I'm not sure, but I did write down uh, mood pop, uh, 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 mood ice cream pops. So like like a mood ring, but a right. bomb pop. Right. So when you eat the popsicle, right, it tells you what mood you're in. Yeah. But I I, I lost my paper, and I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> so I just you know. I swiped it. I'm going to invent that now. It's been quite a Friday here, folks. I, I've got a lot of stuff written down, too. So it's, it's a, you know, a lot of stuff happening here. And we've got news coming up. We're going to do kind of a rapid fire of news because we've got so much news. I think we got four or five different things. I know we got one sports, I think. 
we've got one woman who's crazy or got yelled and, and the court got mad at her or something. Uh, wasn't there a court case one you sent me There's the other day? plenty of court case ones, yep. All kinds of different news coming up. Sorry, we were a little bit of ADHD, ADD radio. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mentioned I'm from the 90s, so it's ADD, ADD. radio. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but in the 2000s, <laughs> it's ADHD radio. And now, I don't even know what you can call it. OCD? I don't know. Oh, is that what it's called I now? I mean, I, yeah, I guess. Let's go Beats with that. Ritalin radio, otherwise known as C-SPAN. Now that's the 80s for you right there. It is. So, hey, folks, we're going to come back in just a moment. All right, folks, stick around. Probably not going to have another Tinder date for a while, but who knows? We'll see. Hey, I'm going to go traveling, so I might have to activate the Tinder date oh, on absolutely. the road. And I think you should add that to your resume. Tales I from the Tinder date on the road? That, oh, man. I'd watch that show. Tell me if that's real what I just seen. Mike and the fine folks at MyPillow are changing the game once again with their six-piece towel set. This set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with a two-bath, two-hand towel, two-washcloth, typically retailing for $109.99. But for a limited time, you can get this for the low price of $39.99 with the promo code OTIS. That's O-T-I-S. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials to get this insanely low price of $39.99 on the towel set. You'll find deep discounts on all other MyPillow products as well. Enter the promo code OTIS or call 800-598-5268 for these amazing energized specials. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is sponsored in part by Chewy Paws. All-natural elk, deer, moose, and caribou antler chews for dogs. USA-sourced premium quality and no preservatives. They love what we do in oil and gas, and all profits go to the dogs. That's Chewy Paws. Check out their website, ChewyPaws.com. That's ChewyPaws with a Z.com. The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. Is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota. Home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an 
industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. To the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show, powered by the Crude Life, where last segment we did try to stick 20 pounds of potatoes in a five-pound sack. As I, in between the commercial break, I thought, boy, we were all over the board in the last segment. But it was just like we did a couple minutes each and moved on. And yeah, I mean, is that any different than any other way we do this? Is that any different than any other conversation? We start with a plan. I mean, there is that. You write in your little notes and, you know, your little scribbles there. Friday does because Friday kind of becomes bar, stool, yeah, radio. Podcast. I don't even know what it's called anymore. Audio cast. Audio cast. Nah, that sounds lame. It doesn't it? It sounds yeah. dumb. Truth cast. Um, no, that's even awesome lamer. Cast. That's better. Yeah. All right. So we got news coming up here. We've got a lot of news, by the way. A lot of different news to get through. And by the way, we've got several uh, work hard interviews too. Doug Goring, uh, North Dakota Ag Commissioner. He just got back from Qatar and Turkey, where they were there on an energy and ag kind of a gathering collaborating Symposium, conference yeah they're, they they really need ag mm-hmm. um they're getting energy independent but they like america because get this our rule of law that's apparently we have enough of a rule of law still <laughs> that uh some foreign countries actually still like doing business well with it america. says it says a lot about the world outside of this country that we're still kind of held up to that level of that's what people would like to be like. What people are finding out is that when you do business with China and Russia, they can move the goalposts on oh, yeah. you. Yeah, okay. it's like doing business it's, with a mob. Man. It's like it's like if you're an American dealing with the politicians, they move the goalposts on Americans all the time. Yeah. But the rest of the world, oh. hey, they're good with. Yeah. They well, trust them. Because that's money coming in, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did we get a little cynical here on our sauce this morning? Okay. <laughs> I haven't speaking, even started drinking yet. Speaking of sauce, we should put some yeah, sauce in say, our coffee. Where's it? My coffee was without whiskey this morning. I would like mine to be Mexican this morning. A little <laughs> Cabo Wabo Sammy Hagar. Nice. <laughs> in my coffee. Well, I don't have that. But anyway, let's get some news going here. Well, where do you want to start? Man? Right, We've got matter. a lot of news. Okay, well, here we go. This is coming in off Yahoo News. New Jersey woman displaying profane anti-Biden sign faces signs, rather, plural, faces daily $200 fines, $250 fines. So a New Jersey woman who displayed profanity-laden signs critical of President Joe Biden was ordered by a judge to remove them or face monetary penalties. Uh, Roselle Park Municipal Court Judge Gary Bundy ordered homeowner Patricia Del Seco, sorry about that Patricia, on Thursday to remove the flags within a week or be subject to $250 per day fines, though the signs belong to her daughter, Andrea Dick. Wow, this keeps getting better and better. Wait a minute now. Okay, so she had flags or signs? Yeah, signs. A display features the phrases F Biden, Joe Biden sucks, socialism sucks, Biden blows, blah, blah, blah. Okay. 
So Bundy, the judge, said this is not a case about politics. This is it a case pure and simple about language? This ordinance does not restrict political speech. Neither this town nor its laws may abridge or eliminate Mrs. Delis. Delacinco's freedom of speech. However, freedom of speech is not simply an absolute right. It is clear from state law and statutes that we cannot simply put up the umbrella of the First Amendment and say everything and anything is protected speech. Boy, that's a... I just read an update. Wow. Where she's decided she's not going to pay and she's refusing to take down the signs and uh, hire another lawyer. Well, I think she'll win in Supreme Court when it goes there. Uh, because what that judge is saying is is very um, laced and filled with prejudices. That that that's an extremely pre- pre- prejudicial thing to say for a judge. As I understand it, the house in question is close to a school on a, on a you know a walkway sure. where kids go to the school, and so that's where some of the pushback has come from. Is neighbors and stuff in the neighborhood that don't necessarily disagree politically, mm-hmm. although I'm sure there's plenty of those too, but are like, hey, my kid's walking past that every day. Well, maybe the neighbors should pay her to take it down then. Pay her to take it down. Well, seriously. <laughs> I mean, these, I, I listen, I the one thing I, I dig my heels in pretty deep on is free speech. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the, the F-bomb, I get that, but not anymore. Hmm. Not after Rick and Morty and crushing it, brochureneers or whatever they're called. Well, our they, mainstream they, politics is just one letter away from making that an everyday thing anyway. But for me, one of the most hateful speech I've heard in the last 10 years, hmm. and I'm being totally serious, the most cruel thing that I've heard come out of the government, we're all in this together. Hmm. That is that to me is is hate speech beyond hate speech. Wow. But because I'm in the minority and because nobody gives a shit about me, <laughs> they're not going to find the government $250 a day because it's really offensive to me. Mm-hmm. But that woman who's probably getting impacted by Biden's decisions that he's made mm-hmm. and some of his policies She's trying to exercise her right for free speech. Right. Now, there's city ordinances. I get that. Mm-hmm. But you take down the F-bomb because that one you're going to lose. That one you're going to have to take down. But socialism sucks. No, I don't think that. I don't think those you, are the ones. I think it's the, the vulgarity that's right. mostly the issue there. So That's uh, the ordinance, you know, the vulgarity. Right. Yeah. And that that's, that, that's going to fall on the same lines as it's 10 o'clock. You can't have a concert going. Yeah. You, there's there's decimal limits here. Right. So, put a sign um, up that says F and then put the asterisks. But what might have to happen then is actually the city council might have to have a special meeting and say, okay, uh, F- uh, S-H-I-T, you know, they're going to have to define mm-hmm. what words are vulgar. Yeah. That, that, that's what's going to have to happen. It's kind of like that, uh, that lame argument pornography. You know it when you see it. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know it when you see it for you. Right. For you. I mean, back in the 40s, women couldn't show their knees. <laughs> Check out them gams. Yep. I mean, so that was pornography. Back then, well, there was real porn back then too, though. But yeah, yeah but that stuff would get like you would yeah, get that'd you be would like get prison sentence. Well, you probably get death. Yeah, in, right. in Texas, you would. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they you, had some pretty totally. laws on that. So, stuff. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You know it when you see it. No, same thing with free speech. Well, you know it when you hear it. Well, for you, 
Well, you know, for me, this type of story always kind of amuses me uh, because, yeah, right. I believe let's in free not, speech. Let's look at the humor, which but, is, yeah. But, yeah, you know, and it's, you know, it's <laughs> it, more and more we're getting comfortable with the idea of just dropping those F-bombs and, and just being loud about it. I get it. The part that I think is probably the most interesting, and I kind of wish we had a political show because <laughs> I think what would be fun is to obviously let the uh the the both sides go off on support her or not support her mm-hmm. and then flip it and say well what if trump was president right and then the same people would just flip their arguments and just you know exactly. what i mean yeah yeah because it doesn't come down to any defined universal fact it comes down to what side of the argument are you on and what mm-hmm. side am i on that's why we never get anywhere, man. What do we got coming up next? All right. So this one, uh, and we listened to the 911 call. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Richard Sherman 911 call under investigation by sheriff's officer after widespread criticism. They Not listen to this show? Richard Sherman. No. But about the operator. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what I, uh, yeah. So yep. they must listen to this show, huh? The because call is now under investigation by the King County Sheriff's Office. I imagine they got a flood of complaints. Yeah. I mean, we can't be the only two yahoos out there listening to that 911 call making making questions like, okay, that 911 operator didn't seem like even closely remotely near what you should be doing. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And I mean, and this this person, this operator when we listened to that just sounded like they were zero Fs to give, man. There was nothing left in the tank. I mean, listen, right after... Did the, they, by the way, did anyone stick up for her? That's what I'm going to be I'm curious. I'm taking a look here. Yeah. Uh, many on social media harshly criticized the dispatcher's behavior, calling it absurdly condescending, combative, and indifferent and rude. So the, the county came out with a statement that distanced yes, themselves. That's right. That's I did see that over yep. the weekend and I laughed because I'm going because so many people think those are those are the the county is yep. not they're private. Like the DMV is private. A lot of people think the DMV is the state. No. The state contracts a private right. company. Yep. And they make a buck 50 off every every license plate they do or something. It's a okay. fixed cost. So there is somebody. A former somebody King st- County Sheriff defends 911 dispatcher. Oh, imagine she that. Had one defender and out. former yeah. King County Sheriff John Urquhart, who told uh, KR, KIRO that she needed to be short due to the nature of her job. Yeah, see, this is, this is where a lot of this um, just quick reaction stuff... Mm-hmm. You know, the brotherhood, if you will, this is where they have to think twice because that is a very narrow statement because the whole reason she's getting criticized is because she went well above and beyond trying to take control of the situation. Yeah. There was she does not she did not have control of the situation at all. No, and you know what? I think if you would if we had just read the transcript and not listened to it, I think that still would have come across that that sort of indifference. It, of you course know? it would have. You know, it, but you really hear it in the tone. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, we all have bad days, and I can't even imagine. That's got to be on the level of like a suicide hotline prevention, right, in terms of the types of calls. Right. You don't get fun calls or friendly calls at nine eleven. you know, on 911. I tell you, in all the years of doing, uh, you know, radio and stuff, we've aired a lot of 911 calls, mm-hmm. and that was one of the most tame 911 calls we've ever had. Right? Okay, as far as the person calling it in. Yeah. As far as the level of hysteria I've heard on 911 calls that we've aired on the radio before. Yeah. That that she was scared, but you she was trying to give all the information, you know, and she was but yeah, she didn't sound like just a, a shrieking harpy. 
When you have so much civility in a 911 call, you can ask for the person's date of birth twice? Yeah, what and the get F, it man. twice? Yeah. What I, come on. Come on. I'm All thinking, right. you know what? After we get there and after we make sure that he's not hurting anyone, we can probably check his license and get that. Why don't you just tell me how old he is? So my, I'll do the math. My favorite would be that uh, whoever came out in support of her, I, I, whatever sheriff came out in support of her, like, okay, is it protocol to get the date of birth before you find out if children are in the area? Yeah. Like, I mean, right. the, are there weapons? Right. The, right. The, the sequence of questioning was just bizarre. Yeah, I was expecting, what's the social? I need the last four digits of his social. And could I get your PIN number, yeah, we please? we need a bank account routing number. Richard Sherman, right? As in Sherman of 45 well, million. Hey man, if they totally privatize this stuff, that's probably what it'll be like, right? You'll call up a 911 and they'll be like, well, you didn't make your credit score, so sorry. You did see a high school basketball player signed a million dollar endorsement deal right no yes who was that some oh they didn't give his name it was just a, just a name it just was a high school eye. hoopster okay hoopster because apparently the hoopster letters was more than his last name okay because i i don't know why they didn't use his last name unless his last <laughs> name was hoopster that would be too perfect right you think I mean, it's mr hooper's kid from sesame street dude don't bring it's too soon or is it looper too soon too, too it was, soon. It was Hooper. Too soon for Mr. Hooper. Yeah, dude, that was trauma, man. We better get to the next news story. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll start talking about Gordon yeah. and Maria. <laughs> Gordon and Maria. All right, so we got this coming in. And let's see, what is this? In a press release, the Petroleum Association of Wyoming, or PAW, and the American Petroleum Institute announced the release of an economic analysis of the natural gas and oil industry's impact throughout the country in 2019. In Wyoming, the oil and gas industry generated $10.6 billion towards the state's gross domestic product, or 26.3% of the state's total GDP, putting it uh, behind Oklahoma, Louisiana, and Alaska in terms of revenues the state gets from the industry. So the report shows how Wyoming in particular, the oil and gas industry is important to economic recovery and job opportunities as the industry supported 68,600 total jobs, 28,300 directly and 40,300 indirectly or about 16.6% of Wyoming's total employment. That's a lot of people in a state like that. No, I, I get that. But what, what my question is, um, who, who are they? Who are they giving it to? Well, I mean, what, what, what's the point in this report? Well, the report, they say, brings to light the fact that the industry's reach goes far beyond the well pad and into Main Street business across Wyoming. But, so this is nothing new, right? But this has been 10 years. They, they've been spouting this for 10 years. Mm -hmm. and, and now they're, they're pumping out trillions of dollars into transitional energy. And they're down. It looks like they're and, currently running 17 rigs as opposed to 30 when the report was done. Well, but but in Wyoming, it's like North Dakota. It's it's all subsidized by the government. Yeah. So the government is paying the oil companies to go put themselves out of business because they're paying them to cap the wells and, and hope that one day they're going to turn around the, these regulations and this, you know. That's the concern, too, it sounds like, is they're hesitant to, well, to return to production. Well, it should be a concern because yep. no one's talking about it, but the crude life, and we're getting blackballed by PAWS and API because we're talking about it. Because we're asking people about the climate tax, and we're saying, okay, 
How come nobody's talking about the fact that the uh, Petroleum Alliance of Wyoming and in North Dakota, the state, they're actually giving dollars to the oil companies to go cap wells with no plan mm-hmm. on business after it's done. No, it's And the rest of the world's talking about a transitional energy economy. Yeah. If you can't put two and two together, well, I don't know what, I mean, don't act surprised when it happens now. And that's why I don't get that, why they're dicking around with these, these reports. Nobody cares. You know, maybe it's us, though. Maybe because, you know, we pay attention to this stuff. It, it makes no news to me that Wyoming has like 26% of its GDP from oil and gas. That doesn't make but, any news. But the average person out there might be like, oh, I didn't realize that almost 20% of the entire state is employed by oil and they gas. They don't even care that the schools are built by oil and right, gas. Right. Well, they don't care. As long as the government just keeps giving out money, they don't care. No. Well, why would you? I mean, it's I mean, a sweet deal. Well, man. totally. And that's why I keep saying as long as they keep giving the same money to the same people, they're going to keep getting the same results. Isn't that the definition of insanity? It certainly is. Yep. <laughs> well, better get to the next news story then. And by the way, we have a uh, request out to Governor Mark Gordon as well to... Yeah, I'd like some clarification on some of Well, it's just an update. You know, we usually get about a quarterly interview with him or two, three times a year at least. So, All right. This comes from the record. This is a study, Ooh, what, another study. Record? Right? This what? is the uh, Troy record. Oh, like Troy, New York? Like Troy. I was thinking Troy ounces, but yeah, or, probably. Or Troy as in Alexander Troy. As like the horse thing? Like from from right. the, I was the thinking Middle Ages. Troy, the guy with that polo shirt with the turned up collar and the Ray-Bans. Oh, no. I was thinking of like uh, Brad Pitt. Oh, oh yes. Troy. Golden Troy. No. Well, Alexander, right? right. Yeah. Troy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, so this is well, another report for you. You're so, okay, so... Kind what, of dodgy news today. What, what year is this from now? This is from 2021. Oh, okay, so this is Troy, um, New York. Yes. Okay. Oil and gas study indust- of the industry says it supported 2.5 million Texas jobs and 11.3 million nationally. So... But here's the thing. This is maybe the way people are trying to push back. We... Okay... But here, okay, before we even get into this, mm-hmm. when we had an actual recession that was only bailed out to the tune of a trillion bucks or something like that, whenever that, um, when was uh, 2015, 16? Yeah, something like that. Okay, that was the um, Obama, it was the second or third banker bailouts. Remember, George Bush gave the first one. Uh, 2008, 2009 is when they really dumped a lot of that money. That was the too big to fail, right? Yeah. yeah. What was Obama's claim? They had a marketing. That was the same thing. That was, that was, that was, that oh, was it was part, part deux? Part uh, two? Well, it was, it, W was going out of office when this all started to happen. So right. No, I, that's Obama what I'm saying. Stuff. It started yeah. with W. So yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not playing blame game here. No, no, no. I'm just saying like in a timeline, I think it's it started with the end of W's term into Obama's term, but we've pretty much been there since then. Okay, my point is, is that Joe Biden was the vice president, Mm -hmm. okay, when that major bailout during the Obama came, because Obama did two, I think. They helped, yeah, they bailed out the auto industry, or full No, I I think the bankers twice, and not only the the auto too, but anyway, point is, is when all that recession happened in 2015-16, the downturn was happening during the oil industry, all these different things, um, there was all kinds of studies done that showed that Texas sustained itself and the rest of the country with North Dakota. Hmm. So, like, Texas was, like, you know, 70% of the engine. Right. And North Dakota was 30% 
and the rest of the country, the rest of the nation was in the negative. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, but was, it was because of those oil and gas companies right. and because of the production that happened out of Texas and the Permian and the Eagleford and because of what happened out in the Bakken that it saved the rest of the economy. So they know full well that the oil and gas industry can save an economy. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. So I don't get why they keep trying to do the same studies. They're not listening. Well, and it just occurred to me now that we're we're reading our second study in the news is that maybe this is where, I mean, or it's more like an observation. Like, I'd like to go back now and look at news about the Detroit auto industry back in the late 70s, early 80s, when when manufacturing and stuff started to really, you know, Japan was kicking our butts and that stuff, to see what the articles were like. Because... There was probably procrastinators and prophets mm-hmm. then going, we're witnessing the end of the blue-collar worker, right? I wonder if the show Gun Ho with Michael Keaton would just oh, be hilarious right yeah, now. Totally. Well, no, seriously, like yeah. how prophetic was yeah. the integration of the Japanese-American auto? Because that's what it was about, right? Yeah. It was about yeah. the integration of uh, the Japanese. You get a Japanese manufacturer to come to a town that had lost its manufacturer. It was no different than Encino Man. You grab a caveman <laughs> and integrate him into Southern California. Exact same plot minus Pauly Shore. That's, that's all it is. It's yeah, just which too, is a sad thing for any movie. What, what do they call that in movie? Out of place. It's just out of place. Well, in Northern Exposure, you'd grab a Jewish doctor and put him in uh, oh, up, yes. in, uh, yeah, yeah. up in Sicily, Alaska, right, right? Right? To have a moose burger. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. Fish it's, out of water story. Fish out of water. Uh, that's what it's there called. Out, yeah. out of place. Um, so anyway, that's yeah. That, that's what. It, well, all they're doing is basically throwing out statistics in these reports, right? They're talking about the number of jobs, the number of money, the 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 subsidies or the money that went back to the states, you know, that's fed into the local economy. That is the same argument that we've been hearing forever because it's the truth. I mean, that's that's the thing is it's it's there's no glam to it. That's just the truth. So to me, what I what I've noticed that the new normal is in government is that you have to have a politician um Whatever loophole you have to have to have them on their payroll mm-hmm. so that they can go get a piece of the pie. Because now it's just, okay, here's $4 trillion. What are the special interests we got? Mm-hmm. And then they just, you know, they play, they, they basically, they play Jenga or not right. Jenga. They play Tetris. It's Tetris, yeah. Yeah, and, and whatever piece you get of that Tetris piece and how many you can get. Yeah. And that's basically what, what do they that's call a pork, right? Well, that's pork? a brilliant example because that's like that's all about anticipation. You're not able to actually plan ahead in Tetris. You can only react. That, that's what I'm and saying. That's, that's all we're doing is that's reacting. where we're at. It's yeah. just we're getting these little pieces of Tetris and we're trying to put them in place, and we're not. Well, it's you know this is driven by an honest to god fear. You're looking at your livelihood or the industry you've always worked in or the industry that's made you millions is is suddenly going to become obsolete at some point. Like you can actually look down the road and say, this is probably going to get tough by then. What is that going to do? What's going to replace that? As, as I understand it, a lot of these alternative energy, solar, stuff like that is you're not going to have the same logistics. You're not going to have the same footprint. You're not going to have the same money going into those local communities, Right. So that's a lot of money that's just all of a sudden not going to be there anymore. No, and it's going to come in through $15 an hour jobs at Costco and Amazon. That's the, that, that, that's yeah. the next phase. Well, now they're shaming people because the, the, the PPP money is going to run out. The unemployment money is going to run out. And basically, people are going to have to go get the $15 an hour job mm-hmm. 
to basically pay their bills and satisfy their spouses and everything else? I don't know how you, I don't even know what the, I don't have a view on the minimum wage argument because I've been on both sides of it. You know, I've been on the side where I could not afford to pay an employee any more than five, right. six bucks an hour. It right. just, it was, was not when minimum wage is five, it six was bucks not an hour, right? possible. Right. I remember working for four thirty five minimum wage in Northern California back in 1994, four thirty five an hour. So $15 an hour is great until of course you start learning about how inflation works. Right. And how it's, Oh, I laugh at that because I noticed that a long time ago. Cause the old timers, Oh, you're rich. Well, yeah, dude, you don't understand. You know, that's changed. Right. You know, it's, well, it's, what's rich? A, a, a Snickers don't, don't cost no nickel anymore, pal. You know, that type of thing. So <laughs> well, there's fewer things to spend all your money on, too, man. Right. Right. If you do a breakdown just on stuff you pay for each month, incidentals, you know, like uh, Netflix and all that kind of stuff, you'd be like, holy crap, I'm spending twenty five hundred bucks a month. That's the part. And, you know, what we're talking about, folks, is just the, the basically the. the Society is changing right before our eyes, and a big way it's changing is through the evolution of the oil and gas industry, and it ain't going anywhere, but it's going to look a lot different by the end of 2022. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... It's going to look a lot different. I was talking to a cousin of mine who has retired. He's 37 years old. He and his partners that had a geological survey company out of Denver sold a couple years ago. A uh, couple million dollars or something like that. But so he worked on shell plays and things like that. He was talking about, he's like, what, what he's hearing from guys that he talks to that work in the field is to, they're looking at themselves as maybe the last generation doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he's also hearing is some people going, okay, yeah, but we're also going to be the first generation doing the next thing. So I think if we can find some way to actually say, you know, capping the wells, that's a short-term fix, right? We got to find a way to keep these people in work, right? And it's not go code. It's not go build wind turbines. No, it's, it's coming down to a commodity play. And this, we, we started these stories three or four years ago. We called it Ag 2.0. <laughs> and look at what's happened. Yeah. The government has backdoored into subsidizing the oil and gas industry. Through COVID. Oh, and that's how you take it over, man. That's how you totally. that's how you slow motion nationalize and now, in a democratic country. And now people are waiting on the government for their next business, either through a regulation or some more money. So totally. I mean, absolutely. What's the next story? What do we got? <laughs> we got any we got anything else? What is Yeah, from? man, this is gonna make you happy on a Friday. This is from WWE. Go on. Go on. I would hear more of this. Go on. Are you familiar with something called the SummerSlam? The SummerSlam extravaganza, extravaganza, man. So the one eyebrow Zeus made his (laughs) debut. Really? Well, a wrestling debut, and actually, that was that was launched for No Holds Barred. That was like a movie. Right. Combined with wrestling together. So that was like one of the first product placements, if you will, to integrate a movie in together on that level. Yeah. (laughs) So it's headed to the movie theaters for the first time. What do you mean? Well, so the Summer Jam, Summer Slam rather, is bringing SummerSlam 2020 into theaters nationwide for the first time on Get Saturday, out. August 22nd, day before my birthday. Oh, they're going to do like the old WrestleMania, man. It's going to be uh, live 
from the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. That's kick-ass. Well, I was thinking about going to it, actually, in Las Vegas, August 21st. Really? Yeah, I was thinking about heading. It's on a Saturday. Well, Otis's um, uh, grandmother lives in Vegas. Oh, you still have some people out yeah, there? Yeah, I got some family out there, so I thought about uh, maybe heading out there and uh, going to SummerSlam. I want to feel the energy. Yeah. And it is the first time a WWE is in an NFL stadium. They've done like the Orange Bowl and the Citrus Bowl, and, and they do these big arenas, Madison Square Garden. But this is that brand new Raiders place. Right, right? and yeah. I, I do believe this is the first time that they're doing it from an uh, NFL stadium. So, oh, good. Man, that is going to be cool. But, folks, if you're looking for uh, an angle to help your business, well, look at what they're doing. They're trying something new. Yeah. And the movie theater is trying something new, right? You might see more of this. I mean, you might see the NBA Finals on uh, in, in in the movie theater yep. i mean if you can start serving beer in the movie theater now and have popcorn and peanuts and cracker jacks and nachos and my understanding is you can go refill your popcorn now yeah you can get the right. bottomless corn so if if this is this movie theaters might do this they just might start airing days of our lives do they have to man because <laughs> they're looking at it going we don't want to be blockbuster trust me <laughs> wwe's trying a new template and so is the movie well, theater. remember they went in with peacock what that five-year deal a billion dollars across five years and then they shut down their network right and that's already paid off oh, by the yeah. way you got um, all that content yeah so yeah they're, they're talking about how because of covid and other restrictions that this is you know rather than the the traveling road show that this is probably the best venue i think that's awesome this is actually something i might go to because i never have a chance to be at the arena that was my this first kind of like it my first thought was that the, foot the crowd would be fun Oh, yeah. I mean, who's going to go? I mean, you're not going to go to this movie and be like. But could you imagine being in the theater next door, theater over, and all of a sudden you, you just hear people just cheering roar. just right next door? <laughs> you know, like the slasher chops off the head and, woo, at the perfect timing. Somebody gets dumped. <laughs> what the hell are they are, watching? Man dies of cancer. Right. Woo, USA, <laughs> USA. Yeah, I, I wonder if they're just going to take all the seats out so it's just like a big mosh pit. You know? Well, and my guess is people might, will probably dress up and, you know, because wrestling's a little cosplay. I was going to say, go as your favorite. Oh, it could be fun. It could be a SummerSlam. Good for them. Good yeah. for people. They're letting their freak flag fly all the way to the nationwide theaters, man. Mm-hmm. And I did. I, I went and I took a look while we were watching, and uh, there is not any in North Dakota. Yeah. But they're all, there's like four or five in Minnesota, a bunch in Texas, a whole bunch in Colorado. Looks like Arclight Cinemas, Pacific Theaters, and a couple of others. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll start to see it. Telling you, folks. In the same way that our media kit and our product, our our shale play profit last year, we talked about defined by defection, 2021 was going to be, 2022, we already know what our motto is going to be, and it's think beyond. She's counting on Think beyond. She's counting on you. the crude life morning show play hard work hard is by the moody river band mike's now changing the game with a six-piece towel set this towel set is made with usa cotton making it extremely absorbent yet still provides that soft feel that we all look for in a towel 
This set comes with a two bath, two hand towel, two washcloth, typically retailing for $109.99, but for a limited time, you can get this low price of $39.99 with the promo code OTIS. That's O-T-I-S. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials to get this insanely low price of $39.99 on the towel set. You will find other deep discounts on the MyPillow products as well. Enter the promo code OTIS or call 800-598-4268 for these great all-American energized specials. The Crude Life, the most trusted voice in energy. On the phone talking with us today, Chairman Christy Craddock of the Texas Railroad Commission. We are the oil and gas regulator, but we do pipelines and pipeline safety inspections for the state of Texas. We have roughly 470,000 miles of interstate and intrastate pipelines in Texas and roughly another 500,000 miles of gas utilities. We have a lot of pipe in Texas. We're the largest pipe state by a six. It's an important part of what goes on in this state, and safety is is really important, obviously, to all of us. Absolutely. You know, the, the oil and gas industry has always been environmentally focused. I mean, uh, the President Biden's administration, that this is Obama-Biden 2.0+. plus. And the rate at which we've seen the executive orders flying off the president's desk is taking America back, taking jobs back, and putting us in a detrimental position. But as the attorneys general for a number of states, we are pushing back. Um, from the Department of Transportation, that Permian, the Permian Basin has some of the um, most deadly roads of anywhere in the country. We average a fatality per day. That is absolutely unacceptable, and we need to do better. Uh, we just want to thank everybody that has been so supportive of us, and especially you, Jason. Without without your help, I don't think our event would be as successful as it is. I went out there on my first rig move, and I was like, wow, I'm permitting all these loads, getting trucks going, load go, and I don't even know what half the stuff was. So when I finally got to go on the rig, I was like, wow, I was amazed. I was truly amazed of how this process is. No, I wasn't expecting any olive branch at all. Uh, the Democrat Party has decided that they don't like oil and natural gas, and uh, they were clear that they're going to go after us. I, I don't think that's any surprise. My name is Jenica, and today we get to talk with Amy Andrzak of the Interstate Natural Gas Association of Americas. Amy is the president and CEO. How are you doing today? I would say my my interest in this arena started more from an interest in politics and advocacy, more so than an interest specifically in the energy industry. Well, the first the, the first advice that I that I want to give is, ladies, put your clothes on, okay? If you want to be taken seriously, put your clothes on, which that's a whole other podcast topic. It's a funny thing, what I think sometimes is just really ironic. I'll, I used to pull into the office and I would see some of my colleagues driving electric cars and things like that. And I'm like, how do you work for a large oil and gas company and <laughs> pull in an electric car? So, I mean, even us, I mean, even in our, in our circles, we can see that things are changing. Actually, you are on the money. Back in 2014 and 15, when we first started approaching our management team at Whiting, our reasoning for wanting to engage in ESG is that we had great stories to tell. We all like living the crude life, so. <laughs> Thank you.
play hard, work hard. Now let's work hard. Uh, Junior Hernandez, Crude Food. Crude Food, excellent. Boy, what a great name. Crude Food. Of course, the Crude Life loves that name. So let's uh, talk a little bit about some Crude Food. Now, what is it? Where can I get it? And is it good for me? We it absolutely is. Uh, it's good for you. Uh, where can you get it? Um, this is what I'm doing, Jason. I'm actually uh, in the process. I, my whole goal is to get it where the consumer, which is the old field, you know, the old field. I'm wanting to make it easy for them, easy access to get uh, food on demand. Uh, right now, you know, some of the deliveries I, deliveries I take, I notice there's, there's not any place where they, they can go and grab something to eat or uh, I noticed even some company man having to leave and, and uh, you know, who knows how long it, it takes for them to come back and, and feed their crew. So I want to make it easy, uh, so easy for them to do that. So uh, here, hopefully about a week or two, I'll, I'll have it up and going, but my website where, where people can, they can order, they can order online and um, I'll have everything in stock, you know, and uh, it'll actually tell them how many I have left, 10, nine, eight, all in, increments of 10 as far as serving 10 so um they order uh let's say for instance an italian menu uh, off the italian menu uh it'll they can order one that means that's it'll be 10 and uh and then it'll drop down to nine in stock uh so i always have 10 in stock i love of all the menu items and and rather than waiting a half a day or 24 hours uh it'll take me actually uh maybe two or three hours to have it uh, warmed up, heated up, ready to go, and then uh, as long as it, whatever it takes to uh, drive. So that's my goal. That's what I'm planning on doing. And um, and about hopefully uh, I'll have to up and going. And uh, the longest time would be a month. So. Well, and right now, is it your, your catering company? Is it is it a food truck? Is it uh... right now? It's actually uh, I can I I have the food truck capabilities, but it is. Uh, 99% of my uh, customers, they uh, are looking for uh, catering as far as buffet style. I, they, I make it, they I deliver it to them or they pick it up. More of the catering yeah. style, yeah. Catering yeah. style, yes sir. You know, I used to do a food truck out in the Bakken and uh, it just turned into a gimmick, really. It was good cash flow for me to do what I'm doing now, but at the end of the day, uh, a food truck... Um, is 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 harder than people think for a lot of different reasons, and what I, what I found the best is when it didn't move because then then I didn't have any extra cost. <laughs> yeah, man, food truck, man, it is, it, you're not lying. It is tough. I've done a lot of work as far as in the food industry, um, and having your own food truck it is something. It's a uh, it's a beatdown. I'll tell you one thing: if you're you uh, if you're busy or if you stay stay working stay busy and you're gonna have uh you might have you might fall behind on a couple loads of laundry you might have an old uh check uh light on and stuff that you try to get to uh it just seems you know sometimes impossible because by the end of the night you know you you might have a day off and you might be thinking you have a day off but then somebody calls and they need something and if you're a yes guy like i am uh, you're going to be doing it no, at all costs, no, no matter what. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, food truck. The food truck is, is is a tough gig. Not only that, but also the catering. It's all catering. I enjoy it a little bit more. I know what's coming and at me. I uh, but the food truck, you're, you're exactly right. It's a tough gig. 
course, they do have their advantages too, you know, lower overhead, etc. And now, uh, thing I did enjoy about the food truck was the cast of characters that, of course, would come up and get the food and always eager for a fun conversation with them as well. But I was a little bit, uh, I guess, I wish I would have had a food truck nowadays when, when they got Uber Eats and DoorDash and all these different things because... I think, you know, a food truck can get on those apps and, and that sort of thing. Have you explored that yet, or are you still busy with, it? you know, just the basics that uh, you haven't even gotten out of the weeds yet to think about that yet? No, absolutely. I did that my first month. I was <laughs> open. I did that first month, and I advertised. The way I advertised my – it was a little 10-foot food truck. The way I advertised it, I advertised it because I wanted to compete against – the the mom and pops I, I wanted to compete against you know the mom and pops you know so I didn't I advertised it pretty much like a mom and pops I didn't uh, you know give any get mislead anybody but I and, um, and I kind of did it you know I got DoorDash on and Uber on and these guys would be right next to my food truck and they'd be calling wondering where I was at located I was like you're right next to me and now it, it happened almost every time. But out of that little ten foot food truck, yes, absolutely, I do. Oh, Uber Eats, DoorDash, everything, and it uh, it was we we did pretty good. We did see I, before cruise uh, cruise food. I had uh, Fathead Meats. I own Fathead Meats, and we own owned that about a year. It's been a it's been probably about a year, a little over a year since uh, our, you know, we opened that up. And me and my partner, I, my ex partner, um, we uh, we opened that, and you know, we did pretty good. We uh, we uh, learned how to run a food truck and all that good stuff. And I learned, uh, you know, unfortunately we had to, you know, uh, it was, uh, you know, we had to disperse and we ended up uh, breaking up. And uh, it was one of those things where, uh, you know, um, it was, uh, I don't know, it was not, uh, it was not uh, a, a good breakup, uh, actually. It was, uh, you know, he's my friend. I, I still uh, miss him and all that good stuff. And he's, uh, and hopefully we can mend that bridge later on. But uh, at that time, we both needed each other to, you know, moral support and just, uh, just you know, figure it out because it is a tough gig. Well, you were a you, you were a casualty of the COVID layoffs, weren't you? Yes, sir. I sure was. How about yes, was, it, was your business partner too? That was my business partner. I was a. Uh, yeah. So was, yeah, there you go. Common, common alignment at that time, and then of course now on to bigger and better for both. What the heck? Huh? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I, I wish him the best, and I'm sure, and I'm sure he does the same for me. But yeah, no, we, no, uh, no regrets, no looking back, baby. No, absolutely not, man. Everything's <laughs> been a fun ride, man. Let me tell you about Odessa, man. I wish. See, I grew up here. Uh, you know, I grew up here. I moved here when I was five years old, whatever. And then after high school, I went to college in San Angelo. Um, the oil wasn't like it was, you know, uh, like it is now when I lived here. Or I would probably would have stayed here. Or no doubt, I would have stayed here. But I ended up moving to San Angelo. Love San Angelo. Love the. Uh, it's a, kind of a retirement town. You know, it's pretty beautiful. But. Uh, and when I moved back five years ago to Midland, I know that's a, there is a, you know, you, you work hard here. You If you work hard, you do right, and you have a good heart, whatever, all that good stuff, and you do people right. The sky's the limit here in Odessa, Midland. It is. It's, you know, and we're in San Angelo, uh, and I'm sure that's like any other place besides San Angelo. You, you, you can work hard, but... 
you, you know, there's only so much you can do. You know, there's not too much. Here, sky's the limit. And um, that's the way I feel, man. I, I love it. I wish I would have stayed here. I wish, well, I, I wish I would have been doing this about 20 years ago. I wish it would have started 20 years ago. But, um, man, it's just, uh, it's, it's fun right now. I love all the challenges that I face every day. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a good feeling, you know, waking up, ready to, you know, something's going to happen. You know, something's, you know, you're going to have to tackle some way, somehow. It, and uh, you might be by yourself or you might have uh, somebody with you, but you sure uh, you, you give it all you have. And when you go home, you know, you did the best you could. How is the activity down there with, uh, Man. you know, uh, is, is your white trucks driving around at least? Uh, absolutely. It's, 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 it's nice over here. But this minute, it's, it's, finally we got traffic back up again, and finally you, you got to wait a while in traffic. I can't, I couldn't wait. You know, I couldn't wait for a, for you know uh, the light. Yeah, you know, for the when the light turns green, you might have to sit around in another round. I couldn't wait for that. You know, I couldn't wait for the gas to go up. Now I remember when Fathead Meats was at a event I uh, impromptuly emceed down in the Permian last November, and. I want to I say, yeah, I, I want to say that the um, Odessa Jesus House was a recipient of the uh, monetary donations from that evening. Um, is that is that right? Was that am I am I is my memory? No, still? no, no, no. I mean, we started with uh, uh, Jesus House shoot last year, like around that time. That might have been our first go round. Okay, we, okay. I've done, we, I mean, I, I've done and, and we've done uh, Jesus House of Odessa's. Uh, We've we've done a several uh, benefits for them, so I'm not sure which one. I'm trying to remember. I thought I saw you at the Roseland. If you if you hit, if you did that, if no, you it was that. at the it was at the uh, seven seven rolling rolling sevens rolling sevens. Yep, yes, that's where it was at the rolling yes. sevens, man. You're exactly right. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, boy, it must have been December, November, something like that. Uh, anywho. Uh, so, uh, what's going on at the at the Jesus House? Are you still are you still doing some things for them? Do you got time to give them a quick plug? Absolutely. Here's the debate on the Jesus House of Odessa. Uh, the reason I do, I mean, I, you know, I started off say I was doing the, uh, the catering for a cause, and I was doing that, and you know, I ended up kind of leaving those promos out, of the, you know, advertising that just mainly because it's it's my own little. It's my own thing I'm doing for myself. I, I tithe, you know, and I, I, and I, I do that personally. So I'm, I, I kind of quit, uh, uh, you know, advertising that for, for catering gigs. But uh, basically the reason I'm here with you right now is just to, you know, um, kind of let people be aware of, uh, you know, the Jesus House of Odessa as far as what they do. They, you know, like today uh, we served 100, 115 people today. Uh, they had tamales with chili. They had enchiladas, uh, chorizo enchiladas, beans and rice, you know, very grateful. And then uh, not only that, you know, uh, this is a place where people, um, and, and this lady this morning made like 100 burritos and we didn't even know her name. She just dropped them off. You know, um, people do kind acts of uh, acts of kindness out of there, you know, just out of, just because. Just so, and you get to see it every day here. But no, we, we feed people in the morning and then we go ahead and feed them uh, dinner as well, Monday through Friday. And uh, just on Fridays, breakfast. But, you know, that that's a lot of food. That's a lot. So 
whenever I, uh, you know, whenever I just want people to be aware of when I say, you know, Jesus has over destiny needs help. I want them to know exactly what, what we're asking. We need help with canned food. We need help with uh, even um, just just or just help with uh, with I guess uh, donate money to you know the cause. But we'll take canned food in all day, every day. You know, I can right now. I'll find something. I didn't have any onions. I found one onion, and uh, you know, I, I make it laugh. I make it stretch. <laughs> so um, basically, uh, that's that's all. I just want people to be. Uh, I want to raise awareness of the Jesus House of Odessa, and there's also a Jesus House in Midland. That could, yeah, I'm sure that needs help as well. How about for your business? How can people give you some business? Man, I, just uh, if you're in the oil field, if you're in the oil field, you're hungry and. And man, I want eventually. This, my my goal is in a in a week or two weeks, I will have the the website up and going, uh, and 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 try it, order it, and I guarantee you, it'll be uh, we'll get there as fast as you know any, anybody could. It, it's everything will be prepped up, hot and ready, and and I'll hope to get to you. If you're a three hour drive, it might, you might have it in five hours. But uh, for right now, just uh, um. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook, and my phone number, uh, I'll, I'll give it to you right now, but I'm sure nobody has a pen or paper, but um, yeah, and eventually uh, I'll be on, I'll have my website up and going. Well, we'll have the links on our site too, and of course when you get your website up and running, let us know, and we'll be glad to share that with the audience as well, sir, and I wish you luck with the uh, new Endeavor, as uh, this is, I guess, you're, this is your transitional energy job, huh? This is it, man. You, you know, before uh, I was, I did this. I, I mean, I did the corporate world forever, and uh, being laid off, it was a kind of a blessing in disguise. It really was because I, I needed somebody. I needed to be, a, you know, I needed to be pushed in the right direction as far as working for myself, and because I made other uh, other companies millions of dollars, you know, and and uh, I needed a little push, and uh, and. And it gave me the right push, you know. And uh, kudos to my wife, man. She's the one that, yeah, she's she's the one that kind of did it. She's the one that said yes to me getting a truck. And before she could say no, she went to she was a, she's a teacher. She went off to school. Uh, she left about seven thirty, and I was already on. Around right when she left, I called. It was about eight fifteen. I was already on the road to San Antonio because they said they had one, and I was trying to get there before she said no <laughs> and, it's, and i got there and everything from there uh led to where i'm at right now so well we wish you luck sir and you know you got, you got your hold of your destiny now and um you know it's uh yeah good luck <laughs> yeah jason i appreciate you man thank you so much for having me on uh and uh and all, all the best wishes for you too as well sir Play hard, work hard. Now let's work hard. Hi, this is David Munson with the GetRealAlliance.org, a positive solution to climate that doesn't kill oil and gas. Thank you for joining the program here today. I understand that uh, you come to us via the way of the DUG conference down in Dallas-Fort Worth. How, how did the conference go for you? Well, it went well. I had a very positive feedback from many people at the conference that I spoke to about saving oil and gas from the climate crazies. 
and they love to hear about my program to increase carbon sequestration using natural forces, not man-made technical means. And one of the vendors at the show gave me the name of this podcast that I needed to get in touch with you, that you had a really innovative way of thinking about oil and gas. So I reached out to you, and I'm happy to be visiting with you. Appreciate you coming on to talk a little bit about this issue because this is a tough one. I've been speaking on this this climate activism and environment and the ecosystem and actually the, the fact that, you know, renewables ain't doable without fossil fuelables, that whole thing. And so this is a, this is a very interesting Get Real Alliance. Uh, first of all, let's talk about what it is that you guys do. Are you an advocacy, advocacy group? Are you a nonprofit? Are you both? Are you an oil company? You know, what are you? We're, we're a nonprofit 501c4. So we're tax exempt, but we're not tax deductible. But we're in the process of starting a 501c3 full charity. <coughs> to do carbon sequestration because I think the answer is not more government because government is totally inefficient and counterproductive. So I'm advocating that we do things through nonprofits to fund carbon sequestration on the land and marine wetlands to restore them to health so they soak up more carbon than many myths, making the world carbon negative while we still use oil and gas. One of the Examples I point to when it comes to government oversight is Yellowstone. There was a great documentation done by Alton Chase about the, the issues with Yellowstone to where from basically the inception, they, they've just decimated Yellowstone to where there's raw sewage being pumped out of there. So it's a good example of where the government, given total oversight and all the money, they, they can't get it right. And the environment is something that you have to work with and manage, not dictate to and tell it how the world works and everything else. And I come from agriculture, so I'm a little bit more uh, sensitive to it. My understanding is you've got, uh, not, not that I'm more sensitive to it, just that it seems a little bit more different but, than in oil and gas. But my, my understanding is you've got an agriculture background too, huh? Right, yeah. We bought a big commercial farm ranch in northeast texas back in 81 and i managed it and operated it and ended up transitioning away from conventional ag <clears throat> which lost money due to the rigged commodity markets driving prices down below profit for most producers to go into a grass-fed beef operation where i was selling through a small meat store in the northern part of Dallas and uh, getting a premium for our meat and I started really making some decent money and taking good care of the land because I was making money where I could afford to treat the land well and increase productivity so we had some incredibly productive land and um, it was only a disastrous flood in 2015 that wiped out much of my carrying capacity that led me to sell it and transition and now I've transitioned into writing and being a pundit and an inventor and um, you can go to my website fullofideas.com to see some of my inventions and um, keep keep it bookmarked there'll be a lot more content on it in the near future but um, I've 
devoted my energy to thinking of solutions, and that's what Get Real Alliance is all about, getting real about problems instead of wishful thinking, like the wishful thought that solar photovoltaic can provide power for more than a couple hours a day on the best day, and many days doesn't provide any power at all because of clouds. So there's just some real myths going on in the climate agenda issue advocating for wind and big wind turbines that uh, do massive bird kills and blight the landscape and have short lifespans. So it's fundamentally unrealistic. What kind of response are you getting when you bring up wind turbines in the past? We've we've been on record very publicly, which we don't do very often. We're, you know, we're a non-political and we allow political groups to come on here and politicians because that's really what they do. So they stay within their wheelhouse. And, you know, every now and then we might challenge, but we're not here to argue and, and gotcha questions or anything like that. But when it comes to wind energy, we're pretty upfront that um, I've said personally, I believe the farmers from 150 years ago are were more efficient and advanced with wind energy than we are today. Meaning that 150 years ago, you know, they could power a pole barn and get some water, and that's pretty darn good for a day's a day's work of putting up a wind turbine that you know can be recycled. Now the wind turbines you can't recycle them, and now we're finding out governments are becoming shady again, trying to figure out ways to hide that they're covering up the recycling of landfills with these wind turbines. So we're creating more government. Uh, 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 what's the word? Corruption. We don't have a reclamation pl- program in place for wind energy. And you brought up the birds, and I'm glad you did because it's v- interesting. The government does care about bats because bats have an agricultural impact, but they don't care about birds so much so that wind power has or wind wind turbines have almost extinct the golden eagle in the southwest. It's amazing how. A well, a well pad in the middle of Wyoming can get shut down because of a sage grouse when there's a sage grouse hunting season. But you can take out 90% of uh, golden eagles and not even get a, a story in the, in, in the paper about it. So anyway, that's my little two cents on wind energy. Sorry about that, but we're, I, I thought well, we are going to get real. Exactly so on my subject, you're taking the words out of my mouth. So, so I figured if we're going to get real, let's get real, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and the problem is wind fluctuates. You know, anybody that's been out in the wind knows that it, it doesn't blow at a perfectly uniform speed. It changes from very slow to very fast all the time. As the wind eddies, it creates turbulent flow. It's not laminar flow. If we had truly laminar flow, you could have a wind turbine that would generate accurate power. But right now, the wind turbines use very expensive electronics to try to make utility-grade power. But... It fluctuates badly and um, comes and goes with the weather. And if the wind is too slow or too fast, the wind turbines have to be shut down because they don't make power. So I'm not a big fan of the way we're doing wind power right now. I've come up with as an inventor a better way to do wind power 
but uh, it'll be posted on the website eventually. But uh, I think the current horizontal axis wind turbines are just bird killers. And like you said, an environmental disaster when it comes to recycling. Not to mention the massive amount of carbon dioxide emitted to make the massive amount of concrete required to build one of these massive foundations to keep this monstrosity aloft. And let's not forget that it's generally up to the landowner to do the reclamation, and that ain't going to happen. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like all these old abandoned barns you see on the side of the road that if a bird landed on it, they'd collapse. But now imagine, you know, 50 years with wind turbines just ready to topple over at any time. And the other thing with wind energy is they found in Germany, places where they had a lot of turbines, the insect populations were down by 70 80% as well. So the, these wind turbines are taking out the pollinators, which I would, I would think would be very, very alarm-sounding for a lot of environmentalists out there. But they don't seem to mind. Well, they're just irrational, you know, and like I you know, said, the problem is we have a lot of wind turbines in Texas, and as a result, there's a glut of electricity at night with some utility resellers actually offering you free electricity night because they can the wind producers are producing so much power there's a glut and prices have gone to zero at night and in our texas our crazy texas auction electric market but uh, <clears throat> anyway and i think if solar does come online there's going to be a situation where electric power goes to near zero in the middle of the day on a sunny day because there's so much solar and there's more more electricity than there is demand and then by six, 4 o'clock in the afternoon the power production is way down and there's a shortage and unless there's natural gas power to back it up we're going to be looking at brownouts and blackouts. <coughs> so it's a crazy world and um, there's some fundamental illogic and that's what the Gitter Alliance is all about fighting fighting irrational thought with rational, well-thought-out solutions. Let's talk about the soil as I look at the clock here. Uh, one of the things that we both talked about before we went on this interview was, you know, our agriculture background and how so much has to do with the nourishment and the replenishment and figuring out the ecosystem of that soil. And um, that's, that's part of this, too, and you, you agree with that as well from what we were talking about before. In fact, you've got a whole different vein of thought on that that I had never thought of. So uh, talk well, to me a little bit about – yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm a key supporter of an organization called Remineralize the Earth, remineralize.org, which promotes the use of volcanic rock dust, in particular basalt rock, which contains all the elements that are in our blood – or in the ocean, many of which man doesn't even know what they're used for by our bodies. But it's thought that healthy soil needs to have all the elements that a plant could use in it in an ice balance and not an overload. And so by putting basalt rock dust on the soil, you can sharply boost productivity and the quality of plants and soil life 
the thing that we don't realize as big creatures walking on the earth is that over 90% of the mass of organisms living on land is in the soil, not on the soil. Soil bacteria add up in healthy soil, soil microorganisms add up to to 15 or 20 tons per acre of, of living organisms. So far exceeding that of what the cows might be or even the people on the earth are a fraction of the mass of all the microorganisms that are vital to biologic processes but that man poisons and kills with conventional agriculture. So we need to restore <clears throat> the lion's share of life on earth to a healthy existence by treating soil life with great respect. And one of the ways to do that is to feed them what they love to eat, which is rock nutrients. So uh, two-part question for you, uh, actually three-part. Uh, have you met with any you know, oil and gas companies? Are they receptive to this, and are they supporting it? Well, so far, there's been some positive feedback, but I'm desperately seeking funding so that we can bring more people to our website and share our information more widely. You know, a $20 a month gift can bring 60 people a month to our website, which is an incredible word-spreading event and can lead to people signing up for our newsletter and when the book is out, buying the book. So we desperately need major funding. We'd love to see my book turn into a, a million copy seller with a heavy online marketing program. And so we need industry support. I'm currently the primary funder of Get Roll Alliance. So I'm not only the, the messenger, but I'm the source of funds. And that's not really sustainable. We need support from everybody in the industry to fight to save our industry from people trying to destroy the American way of life. When's the book out? And talk about the book for a minute. The book should be out by the fall, and it's called Get Real, A Positive Solution to Climate. And it's full of a bunch of deep insights that are out of the normal way of people thinking about things because I'm an out-of-the-box thinker with kind of a unique set of experiences that give me a very widely wide range of experiences and knowledge um, so it should be a great book and I hope everybody will sign up for the newsletter so they get notification when the book is out and um, I hope they'll share the information widely and um get their company or other investors to make significant donations so that we can really help save the American way of life and also save our soil and give us a future where we have abundant food on into posterity instead of potentially looking at starvation in 60 years as the topsoil is gone. So we can do it, but it just takes a concerted effort not to expect a free lunch and not to expect farmers and ranchers to provide food below cost, not being able to take care of their land. And um, so, yeah, we need support. 
How can people support you? What's the website? Do you, are you taking uh, donations? You're, you're a nonprofit, so people can write it off, huh? Well, we're not a tax-deductible nonprofit because we're an advocacy group. We can campaign against bad policies because we're a 501c4. But you can go to getrollalliance.org and go to our donate page and make a donation either monthly or one time. We'd love monthly because it helps us plan our budget and move ahead. And frankly, it's easier on a lot of people to make a small monthly donation than a larger one-time donation. So please support us. Go to getrollalliance.org and make a donation and sign up for our newsletter and help us save both the oil and gas industry and America from a dark future. When it's time to put the booze down Find us some solid ground Clean this damn life up And turn it all around We got lost in the smoke and dream We can feel each other starting to sink It was time to get back to our in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life Morning Show Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by Chewy Paws, all-natural elk, deer, moose, and caribou antler chews for dogs, USA-sourced premium quality and no preservatives. They love what we do in oil and gas, and all profits go to the dogs. That's Chewy Paws. Check out their website, ChewyPaws.com. That's ChewyPaws with a Z.com. The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with Curtis Shuck, the chairman of the board of the Well Done Foundation. Uh, it, it certainly varies from region to region, but, you know, in, in these areas that have such a rich history in the oil and gas industry, and, you know, we'll take, you know, Toole County, Montana as a prime example, you know, the first... Uh, we're just about to celebrate the 100-year anniversary of the first well being spudded here in Toole County. There's a connection. There's while the refineries are all gone, there's still you know uh, you know hundreds of people in this county that are employed in the oil and gas industry. There's there's evidence all around of the of the contributions, uh, positive contributions that uh, that the industry has delivered. And what an important story to tell. So. Absolutely, it's an important component here. Same uh, we're finding, you know, all across the U.S. And so, from the in your in your point, you know, the folks uh, in education 
have really, especially during COVID, I mean, that was what was so fun this last year is, you know, everyone was just hungry to get out of the classroom and to go and, and explore. And so as we started to launch our, you know, our curriculum here in northern Montana, it included, again, the, the classroom aspect. Uh, but then we also organized a couple of field trips where we had uh, literally kids out in the the field with us uh, on Earth Day, and they witnessed the, you know, the activities around, you know, plugging orphan wells. To listen to the full-length interview with Curtis Shuck, the chairman of the board of the Well Done Foundation, or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. From the staff at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking each and every one of you to remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. Mike and the fine folks at MyPillow are changing the game once again with their six-piece towel set. This set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with a two-bath, two-hand towel, two-washcloth, typically retailing for $109.99, but for a limited time, you can get this for the low price of $39.99 with the promo code OTIS, that's O-T-I-S. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Lister Specials to get this insanely low price of $39.99 on the towel set. You'll find deep discounts on all other MyPillow products as well. Enter the promo code OTIS Or call 800-598-5268 for these amazing energized specials. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. Exclusive interview industry news, environmental innovation at thecrudelife.com. Well, you're my pineapple, baby, let me be your mango man. You're my pineapple, baby, let me be your mango man.
apple, baby, let me be your mango man. You're my pineapple, baby, let me be your mango man. Come on, I wanna lay you on that black Hawaiian sand. Mike and the fine folks at MyPillow are changing the game once again with their six-piece towel set. This set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with a two-bath, two-hand towel, two-washcloth, typically retailing for $109.99, but for a limited time, you can get this for the low price of $39.99 with the promo code OTIS, that's O-T-I-S. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Lister Specials to get this insanely low price of $39.99 on the towel set. You'll find deep discounts on all other MyPillow products as well. Enter the promo code OTIS or call 800-598-5268 for these amazing energized specials. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com.